Welcome to Stories from the Center of the Universe, the podcast about the human experience. Burn Glenn, welcome to the Center of the Universe. Hey, man. Hey, it's great to step in. Yeah, uh, you're in front of the camera all the time, and I'm yep. just going to release audio. Is that okay with you? Yeah, you go right ahead. Can I release the video too? Please, please right. do. Please I love do. it. Release it, tag it, post it, tag me. Yeah. I so you're you're. I'm not a social media guy. For it's hilarious. Oh, geez, <laughs> oh, you, dude, bro, you got to catch up. Come on. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I guess we should mention that uh, you're in San Francisco, or at least the metro area, and I'm in uh, Ashland, Virginia, or Richmond Metro. Okay. And you, you and I came up in in the Richmond Metro area. We you, did. You, we you did. Were born, you were born in Richmond, right? Born in yeah, Richmond Memorial. I don't think it's around anymore. It's I not. Think Richmond, I think Richmond Memorial is like a bunch of condos now. I think that's right. That's exactly right. On, on the north side, right? Yeah. Right. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, born at Born at Richmond Memorial. Grew up on uh, Northumberland Avenue on the north side. Yes. Yep. Name name for whoever uh, named the county. Yeah. Whoever. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So. Yeah, I grew up over there, my early childhood, and then my later childhood went across the James River and grew up on the south side off of uh, Forest Hill Avenue. Oh, yeah, nice. My yeah. Uh, my high school girlfriend was on Forest Hill. I used to go oh, there all the time. Oh, yeah. That's yeah, a nice West, part of town. West Lake Hills. In fact, my, my, my folks are, are still over there, kind of around the corner from uh, Willow Oaks Country Club. Okay, yep. know exactly where that is. Hey, so are you a K through twelve St. Christopher's guy? Yeah, I uh, I jumped aboard in the eighth grade. Okay, that's just that's in what time I went. For, just in time for bulldog football. <laughs> that's right. You, uh, you reminded me in eighth grade, you're not a saint, you're a bulldog. That's that's right. Yeah, Jim Ackerman was my head coach, and 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 I just just to date me. In those days, the World Series was played during the day and wasn't televised. How about that? That was, that was a couple minutes ago. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Then somebody got wise going, hey, uh, you know, we can make some revenue if we put it in prime time. Right, right. So you bring up Jim Ackerman's name. It's hilarious. So I went uh, to St. Christopher's in eighth grade after doing public schools in Hanover County. Yep. And Ackerman was my homeroom teacher. And and I knew there was mandatory sports every season. And he looks at me, and I'm a, I'm a tall guy. And he goes, what are you doing this uh, fall? I said, I'm going to run cross country because I had just been literally crushed in, in the fall before by the public school kids. They were just massive kids. Mm -hmm. And uh, he goes, no, you're not. You're playing football. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. I'm like, okay, whatever you say, coach. Yeah. yeah and, we, uh, used to use, we used to use the field that was behind the middle school and – and uh, behind the middle school and in front of, of, of the old gym that they used for, 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 for wrestling at the time. Right. The, the, the field house wasn't there yet. It was, it was getting ready to be built. Did, did you so, graduate with that, uh, the field house? We graduated. No, we graduated. Uh, we graduated in kind of, kind of a lawn area in front of the upper school and kind of, kind of in uh, amid the oasis of the dining hall. Okay. That's, that's the, what, yeah, that's, that, that's where we, that's where we did. it was all outside. Yeah. That's how we did it too. 
And in like, typical prep form, I mean, no, no way, no, no way, I could get away with wearing it now. I had, I had, I had lime green pants, a blue blazer, white <laughs> shirt, and a tie. That was my graduation outfit. It, it, it was the beginning of the eighties. That's right. Uh, I was I like, looking sharp at the time. Couldn't get uh, away with it now. So, since you're talking about attire, uh, Tom Baker told me to ask you about the green jacket. Oh, yeah, that's uh, that's one of my fondest memories of St. Christopher's. It was it was a wear anything you want day, and I got the idea because George McVeigh, then the headmaster, and I, we we, we had a, like a strong relationship. I mean, he was like a he was like a second dad to me. I could just I could just go in his office, sit on the couch, and just spin yarn at any time during the day. And he had a life-size poster of Dolly Parton against the wall of her just, of her just like, 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 like laying down on the ground. Yeah. So anyway, so, so George and I, we, I, I just, I just loved the man, just loved him. So, so I got a hold of his son G and I said, Hey man, I think I want to be uh, your dad for wear anything you want day. And, uh, and G was just, Oh great. Yeah. But I, I don't have a green jacket. Can you steal one out of his closet? Because yeah, yeah, no problem. So on that day, I got some some white chalk, kind of put it in my hair, just because you know George had a little tuft of of, of white in his hair right there. Yeah. And then I, uh, and then I I met I met G around the corner from the chapel, and I got the green jacket, and um, and so I so I unannounced I kind of like walked in because George would stand in the back of the chapel as uh, Mr. Worthington was reading the minutes of the day, and um, and so George looked at me and he just lost it. I mean, he could, he could barely contain himself as he saw him. I was dressed exactly like him. And usually when Mr. Worthington would give the minutes, he would then yield to George McVeigh to kind of release the rest of the class. And um, and so he just said, hey, why don't you go up there? So I walk up in the chapel, uh, up on the dais. And I, and, I, and I look around, everybody's looking at me, and and, and they got it. I mean, I was I was George McVeigh. And, and as he often does to get people's attention, I just kind of looked around and went, ah! and the whole place, and the whole place just, 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 just went, just, just went crazy. That was one of one of my true fondest memories of that. Oh, it was, it was great. I think I think you're probably the only person, your class, and maybe classes 15 years before and after that could get away with that. Yeah, because there's no way anybody in my class would have ever tried something like that. <laughs> and let me tell you, let me back up a little bit. Uh, my my of of my love for sports, always talking about it, always writing about it, always emoting about it. And so, one day I'm in the dining room and we're we're having this great debate about something having to do with sports. George walks by, and 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 again, here he goes again. He goes, yeah, talk about academics. And I'm like, ah, kind of wave him off. So. <laughs> He, I think he scared everybody in my class. I don't think anybody uh, even tried to, to – tr Well, he had a look about him. If he looked at you the wrong way, I mean, you know, trouble was coming. Yeah. Um, but I uh, – I for some, for whatever reason, I can never do wrong in his eyes. And then again, I uh, I grew up in a, in, a, in, a, in a very, like, restrictive household. So I uh, I knew not to step out of line. What, what did your parents do for a living? My dad at the time – Worked as an executive for uh, Reynolds Metals Company, and uh, he was out. Of, he was out of the headquarters, which is off of, uh, off of, gosh, what was that main drag? Was it Broad? 
Yeah, right off of Broad Street. Yeah. yeah. And then my mom was an English professor at VCU. Okay. So, uh, so you know, I, I would write these English papers and go, hey, mom, can you take a look? She'd give it to me five minutes later. Vague. <laughs> <laughs> Everything like, it looked like it, the paper was dipped in red ink. Anyway. Uh, uh, so now I get why you went to St. Christopher's. Your mom was uh, valued education quite a bit. In the, oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I'm a complete son of education. Before before working for Reynolds Metals, uh, dad was a math teacher mm. at, at, at a school. And then he... That then you know the draft came up and he went in the yard. This is like this is turn of turn of the 1960s. Anyway, to get out of that, I came along, jumped on the roster. Then he figured, boy, I better make more than the teacher's salary. And then <laughs> yeah. he uh, then then Reynolds Reynolds Aluminum was hiring, and he was with that company for 30 some odd years. So did you go to public schools K through seven, or did you go to? Other yeah, I started. I I I um I started in the in in sixth grade at Westover Hills middle school and then i went no, westover hill school through sixth grade and then i went to thompson middle school in seventh grade and then after that seventh grade year that's when i went over to st chris was it a uh, major culture shock for you yeah because the first thing i said is hey man where are all the girls <laughs> hey man it's uh it's all boys oh geez yeah the girls street is up the street you know up, up the street at st Catharines. so i you know i i didn't know what was going on so, and then I, and it was me and a guy named Oris Drummond. We were the only two black guys in my class. So, so that was another thing. So on, on snow days or, or short days, something like that, everybody would go over to the country club of Virginia to kind of hang out. Well, you know, Oris and I couldn't do that. Yeah. So we, yeah. Had, we, we had to find something else to do along, along with, you know, the other misfits in my class. Yeah. That's uh, when did you discover there were no girls? Were you actually attending the first day? Man, I didn't. I didn't know anything about St. Christopher's. <laughs> oh, Crazy. No, that is. Uh, that's a fun story. Yeah, and then the, the whole CCV thing. I'm a kid from the country, and so I, I would have been one of the misfits hanging out with you, not at CCV. Right. Yeah. Uh, all right. So let's let's dive into St. Christopher's. You had to play a sport back then, right? Every season. Yeah. Yeah. I I, I played football and I ran track and field just to stay in shape for football. So I was, uh, I, I was, I, at the time I, I had pretty good wheels. I was faster than the rest of the guys. And so uh, they knew right away, Hey, this is going to be our tailback. And I wore number 32 because who was my idol at the time? OJ Simpson. Oh, OJ. You're going to OJ. I thought yeah. you would have gone front. No, 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 no. That was OJ Simpson was my guy. And, uh, and that's why I wore 32 all the way through high school. Yeah, OJ was uh, probably. I, I would argue Jim Brown was a little bit better, but OJ was right there with him. Oh, Jim Jim Brown's the greatest of all time. He's also the greatest lacrosse yeah. player of all time. Not a lot of people know that, but that's crazy, right? It's true. That's completely nuts. Yeah, they had to change the rule for because of Jim Brown because he would he would saw off his lacrosse stick to about right here, and would and would tape it to his arm, and he would just have a ball. Like like here, and you could. I mean, who's going to stop OJ? Um, who's going to stop Jim Brown? Nobody. 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 And we just go right right into the goal. Boom, goal. All right. So so track and field. Were you doing that in the winter too? Yeah. Yeah. So how many how many schools had winter track teams back then? Well, I mean, everybody in the prep league at the time. So so you know, just 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 goes right on down. Everybody had a team. Yeah. And um, 
And uh, yeah, that's what we did. I just, I just really just did it just to stay in shape. Doug Griffith was my head coach, a former sprinter himself. Yeah, he was the uh, offensive coordinator for me in football. Was he? Oh, yeah. wow. Yeah, great math teacher. Another great guy. Yeah, he, he taught me in math. He, he uh, yeah, he, he was a very bright guy. Uh, and he, I, I took to him, he took to me. And that's always great. a good deal. Yeah. Great. All right. All right and, so, was, and, and he was from Baltimore, which is where my dad's from. Oh, nice. Nice. Uh, so football at St. Christopher's. And look, can I share your height? Go, go, yeah, I'm 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 five foot nothing, folks. In fact, you know, I, I'm I'm doing a I'm 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 doing a banquet tonight, and I'm sure when I walk in, a lot of people are gonna well, where's the rest of them? Because on TV, you know, you don't know because because they yeah, we all kind of look the same height, whether you're you know in, a, in a, an adjustable height chair or whatever, you know. So that's the way it goes. I I saw, looked at one of your videos where you're interviewing various folks, uh, and one of them is Schwarzenegger. Right. And you're you're five seven, right? Not, not even that. Oh, thank thank you. I'm not even that. I'm five three on a good day. Oh come on, really? Oh yeah. Wow. Okay. Yep. I think you're listed somewhere at five seven. Yeah. Well, maybe. You must have gotten that from Wikipedia. <laughs> I think I did. Reputable source like that. <laughs> I think I absolutely did. Uh, and by the way, the Schwarzenegger lied. He said, "Hey, uh, we're going to do twins too, you and me." Yeah, yeah. He uh, that story behind that is he was the he was the grand marshal for this charity event in Palo Alto, up here in the Bay Area, and uh, they promised me, "Okay, you're going to have him on, yeah, yeah, on live." And I'm like, "Oh, great!" So, so, so we made all these all these adjustments, all these all, all these preparations for to, to have Arnold on for like a minute and a half. And um, and then they come up to me and they go, oh, "Arnold's running late. His 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 plane left left LAX just this late, and uh, so you better come up with a plan B." So all right, so if if Arnold doesn't show up, then we're going to do this. And so we we head to the commercial break. In the commercial break, there's commotion at the entrance of this place, and it's Arnold, and he's coming at yeah, how you doing? Yeah, how you do, doing all that? And um, and they 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 escort him over to me, and uh, and we're this about twenty seconds before before we hit hit the air. I said, Arnold, you're the man. I mean, I, I didn't think you were going to make it. He goes, oh, fast jet, fast limo driver. <laughs> so he, yeah, he 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 was great. Yep. And then I and then I then I put the ball on the tee when I'm interviewing him to go, hey, you know, it's a charitable event. This is what brought you here. And he goes, no, I came here to cast you for Twins too. <laughs> so he's very a, he's, funny. He's a good dude, and he's funny. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, humor is uh, pretty important uh, to you and me, it sounds like. Got to have it, especially in sports. I mean, think about it. In a newscast, you got two blocks of bad news. Then you got the weather is going to tell you whether it's going to rain, shine, or be overcast. And then you then you got me to kind of kind of uplift the uplift the, the, the spirit of the program. Yeah, that's a. I think the sportscaster plays that role. Yeah, that's us. That's yeah. us. We're, we're, we're the mutts of the newsroom. <laughs> the adorable mutts. Yeah. All right. So, uh, love of sports. Where does that come from for you? Well, uh, my dad was into sports. Was always watching it. In those days, there was no remote control. You know what remote control was in my house? You. Channel six. <laughs> Channel twelve. <laughs> and, I, and, and kids are like, really? Yeah. Yeah. I had to get up and actually turn the knob of the TV. 
play with the rabbit ears. So, so, so the signal strength was good. But uh, yeah, so I used to always watch it with him. And then, uh, and you just, you know, I'm, I'm a kid like everybody else. You, you went outside, you, you know, you, 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 you played pickup football or, or what, you know, you know, go down to, go down to the Chevy and turn left. I'll hit you, you know, in the street. So yeah. um, that was, you know, that, that was the thing. And it just kind of, kind of, I just kind of took to it. And then when I was watching uh, an NBC game of the week, baseball, Vince Scully was doing the, the broadcast and it just kind of, just kind of hit me and went, yeah, this is what I want to do. I want, I want to be a local it. sportscaster. National, great if it happens, but but uh, I, I, I want to be into sports. I, this is what I want to do. And from that point on, this was the 10th grade. That was it. I don't want to be a doctor. I didn't want to be a lawyer. I didn't want to be a finance guy. I, I, it stocks, no. I just, I just wanted to be a TV sports guy. And so by the time I got to the University of Virginia, I majored in broadcast journalism. At the time, Mr. Jefferson's University said, no, it's rhetoric and communication studies. So, uh, so that that was my that was my major. That was it. And then about, see, I got out in '84. But nine months out of out of college, I got my first lucky break, the ABC affiliate in Richmond, Virginia, and that's where it all started. April thirteenth, nineteen eighty-five. Uh, why was it lucky? A lucky break? Yeah. Well, oh, because because even even supply is greater than demand to get in. Uh, so. Yeah. So I, uh, uh, they got a new guy in town, got him Gil Tyree. Didn't really know the market. Uh, I had had experience through internships, and 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 I and I was local. I, I I grew up there, and so when I cold called him and asked him if I could come in sometimes between shows and kind of be your kind of kind of your grunt intern, he said, "Well, sure," because there were no glorified internship program at the time, and so I, I would come in. And, and and help them out, help them, you know, do the 11. At least that would be that would allow them to go down the street and like, grab a burger and then come back. And um, then as what happens in our business, the, the, the weekend guy got a job in a larger market, left. And all of a sudden, Channel 8, in those days, WXEX, TV8 Live, Eyewitness News. They were looking for a guy and uh, that they could pay, you know, 25 hours a week and... Raised my hand, auditioned for it, got the job. That's beautiful. I love it. That, that you're lucky. You are lucky. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. It's a completely lucky break. And at the time, I had a sales job with Reynolds Metals Company, making pretty good money. In fact, I had moved out. I had my own place in the fan. Wow. That uh, that I was renting from a from a fraternity brother, and um, but as soon as I got that job, I mean, it was like it was like a fifty percent cut in pay just to get in. But I was happy. But I had to give up the apartment and move back for a little bit. Yeah, but it was worth it. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. All right. Well, let's talk about being five foot nothing and playing high school football because there were guys twice your size out there, right? Oh yeah, yeah. That's why. That's why Dick Kemper put in the veer offense. So, so you had a lot of quick, like off tackle plays, and he wanted to design the offense so I could get through that first wave, and then and then and then once and and then just break to the outside and it just. And just go until they could catch me. That at least that was the plan. And then, our, and then our quarterback was a guy named Turner Hunt. He was fast too, and so so he could make plays as well. So um, that's that's what we did. Uh, we 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 had some success. My senior year, we started off six and zero. Oh, man, we thought we were. Man, we thought we were so on top of the prep league. Man, we were. Oh. But then we lost the last three games, including a a. a 
a soul-crushing 38-14 loss to Collegian, which it, ended my, my, my high school career. Losing to Collegiate in football, there's nothing worse on earth. Right. At least when you're what One way I made Russell Wilson stop, I I, I, I ran into him. This was a uh, he was with the Seahawks at the time, and I and I and I I yelled you know St. Christopher's or whatever, and he stopped. So uh, yeah. Uh, so we were talking about it last night, but uh, can you tell a story? Your Mister Involvement. I want to talk about the lore of Mister Involvement. Sure. But, uh, one of the things you did as Mister Involvement uh, was you were were you tackled? Were you carrying the ball? I was. Are you talking about when I got hit by uh, by uh, the 49er linebacker? You talking yes. about that one? Yes. That was a uh, that was a blitz pickup drill, and so this 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 was late 90s, and they thought it'd be funny. Hey, let's have Vern come out and practice with the Niners, and I'm like, oh great. And so uh, I go out there, and they and they they fitted me like like I was like I was a free agent pickup, you know the the the, the helmet. The uniform, the practice, you know, stuff. So, so I was, yeah, you know, and so I, I was grouped with the rest of the backs. The star running back at the time was a guy by the name of Garrison Hurst, and um, who I think played at Georgia. I think anyway. Um, so I'm with him, and he's like, uh, "All right, dog. Yeah, you got to get low, dog." And he's just telling me everything to do. And so they, so they sent these linebackers my way. Uh, the the first linebacker, I went low. The first linebacker just simply just palmed my helmet and pushed me back. <laughs> the next linebacker came in and got him Justin Swift, master of the uh, swim move. Uh, he came, he came through, and I, I went low, you know, to to to, to get him, and he just kind of did this little swim move and just got got right. But I mean, he was he was it was like a blur. And then the third guy was a guy by the name of Jeff Ulbrich, now the Jets' defensive coordinator, and Jeff was known as a a bull rushing linebacker. And so he's like, "Come on, Glenn, come on." And it was like, it was like, it's like, man, this is like an Oklahoma drill. And so, uh, he just, I, I, I go low, and uh, he just got lower, and he just, he just knocked me, he just knocked me back, just, just flat on my back, and just ran over me. And I'm just thinking, well, I wasn't thinking at the time; I was seeing stars. But, uh, but, but, but in hindsight, I'm like, man, imagine having to having to go through a sim simulating a a, a head on collision. 60 times a game. Couldn't imagine doing that. But it's un it's unbelievable. Vern, you're the only sportscaster that's ever done anything like that. Take and it's and it's your size. Yeah. Yeah, that's yeah, that's yeah, that's 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 it, it sometimes sometimes size does matter because uh when I when when I show up uh because I'm five foot nothing, I'm not really threatening and uh, and I'm not one of those guys that's gonna you know ask the the, the gotcha questions. Um, and so, uh, so I, I, I have the step stool that makes me six foot three when I stand on, on it. And so whether I'm shooting or interviewing or whatever, um, I just, I just get on the step stool. The players, the, the players love it. In fact, there, there's a couple of guys that won't let me leave. There's a couple of 49er players. They won't let me leave the locker room uh, 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 without my step stool. George Kittle, the tight end, he won't talk to me with the step stool. He goes, no, no, Vern, you be you. You know, leave the step stool over there, which looks kind of odd because he's, you know, he's like almost six five. I'm, you know, and so, so when I'm asking a question, he's just looking straight down like that. But anyway, 
<laughs> All right, so he gets a kick out of it. I bet he does. I'm sure he's not the only one. Uh, so you were in Richmond for two or three years. I was I was in you Richmond, uh, Channel Eight from '85 to '87. In '87, I went to Baltimore, and uh, I was there from from '87 to the end of '89. And then 1990, I came out here with a three year contract, a three year plan, and I never left. So w- w- was the idea originally like, hey, I'll do a couple years here, a couple years there, and then I'll just move around the country? Or was the idea, I'm going to keep moving until I get to a place where I, I fall in love? The the, I, the the perfect idea would have been to have, you know, I, I wanted to work in a major market. I wanted to work in a top 10 television market. And so on the on the eastern seaboard, with respect to where I grew up, that's, that's Washington, D.C., Philadelphia, and that's about it. So, so when I got to Baltimore, I figured, okay, I'll, 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 I'll work, I'll work hard. I'll, I'll work hard to try and try and get there. My agent at the time said, "Hey, kid, I placed several clients in the newsroom at the NBC affiliate in San Francisco, and I showed them some of your stuff, and they really like you. I think they're going to make an offer." Boom! Offer comes through. I accept it, and so I start working at the NBC affiliate in 1990. But even then, I mean, the, the, the plan was, you know, at the end of the contract, see what's available back east, either in Philadelphia or Washington, D.C. But let me tell you something, man. My first Christmas in San Francisco, December 25th, 1990, it was a it, 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 it was just a, a perfect day. 70 mm-hmm. degrees, blue skies. I'm walking up and down Fillmore Street in shorts and a T-shirt. And that's when I said, you know what? <laughs> if it's going to be like this, uh, I'm not coming back. And that was it. Yeah. So uh, tell me what you love about San Francisco. Uh, I love the weather. Uh, I, I love the people. Um, I love the fact that it's 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 a, I mean it's it's a it's a major sports market that that you just can't get anywhere. And 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 you you can golf and ski at the same time. Lake Tahoe's not too far away. It, it, it's just uh, it's just beautiful, man. And 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 I, I love the attitude out here. And um, and at the time that I moved out here, you could you could you could be who you are and do what you want without being judged. Mm. And uh, and that was just I, I just that just meant something to me. And uh, and I and. I was having a, a degree of success. I had instant credibility working with the best sportscaster in the market at the time. So uh, I was I, I was able to I was able to benefit from that. So I mean, every everything was going well for me to the point where you know sometimes the best moves are the ones that you don't make. And so so here I am in 2023, and life is life is beautiful. I got equity in the market. Um, I got I got a pretty decent reputation, uh, which is nice. I don't t- I don't take anything for granted, and um, I've 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 always wanted to be I mean a, a, a sports director of color in a major television market. I mean that just that just doesn't always happen. So, um, so I'm gonna I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna stick around until they they pull that microphone out of my cold dead hands. <laughs> Well, so you're you say a major market for sports. I mean, the Niners have a history of 
uh, excellence. Yep. The Golden State Warriors' recent history, the last 10 years or so, are arguably the best team the last decade. They were the 1975 NBA champions. Uh, I was six at the time. I don't, I don't remember that. <laughs> uh, uh, and, and then the Giants have won a few. Yeah, the, yeah, the Giants World Series, the Oakland A's. The, they've they've had it. They've had World Series titles. Uh, we even have uh, we even have the San Jose Sharks, the NHL, about about an hour or so down the road in San Jose. Uh, they've played in a Stanley Cup Finals. So uh, it, we we have it all here. It's it's not really a college market. We have Cal, we have Stanford, we have San Jose State, but uh, but 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 on, on a national front, San Francisco, the Bay Area, is known as a professional sports market. Uh, we didn't say Oakland Raiders because the Raiders are now in Vegas. Uh, when I first started, when I first started, the Raiders were still in Los Angeles. Then they came back here in the mid nineteen nineties, and it just it just did not work out i understand why mark davis had to leave even though the oakland raiders have a, have a long storied history in, in in the barrier but uh vegas came calling and he took the deal i totally get it i mean because uh the bottom line is this yeah, of course uh so the davis family i mean like every owner in the nfl uh they all like money um but the fans in oakland have always seemed to be top tier fervent, fanatical sort of people. Uh, what was the vibe like when the fans of the Raiders that live in that area knew that they were they were leaving town? Uh, same as the Oakland A's fans are feeling right now. I mean, if, if, if you, you, you take a running start and do a flying kick to the groin, mm. and, that's, and that's what it feels like in, in, in the city of Oakland. I feel so bad for them, you know, losing all these teams, losing – Losing the Warriors to, to to San Francisco, which was their original Bay Area home before they moved to Oakland. But so I I I I, I feel terrible for them. But but uh, it, it's 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 business. It's it's money. It's 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 progress. And and Oakland has so many other issues with that city, with with education, with money, with uh, with being a fully you know, like functional city uh, that. Um, uh, sports came as a sacrifice, but I do feel bad for him. That's for sure. Yeah. Yeah. All right, so let's, let's jump back. Cause I, I definitely want to explore uh, pro sports in San Francisco from your perspective over time, since you've been out there through today, but we also went to the same college, not at the same time, but I imagine we uh, had a similar set of experiences. What was it like going to UVA? Uh, for me, it was, it, it was, at the time, it was kind of an extension of, of, of Richmond. There were a lot of Richmonders at UVA at the time. I, uh, I was there from 80 to 84. Um, it was a uh, hotbed for college basketball. It still is. Uh, we had Ralph Sampson. We, uh, we, 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 had, we had nice runs in the, in the NCAA tournament. Uh, I remember my, my, my freshman year, we went to the Final Four in Philadelphia, mm. ended up losing to Indiana. But um, yeah, it was uh, you, you just you just get caught up in it, and uh, in my entire four years there, I missed maybe two basketball games at University Hall, and wow. uh, yeah, we would camp out for ACC tournament tickets. It was uh, it it it, it was great. Football team, eh, you know, <laughs> sure you. <laughs> I have fond memories of taking a date to a game and and. 
taking a flask of Virginia gentleman and putting it in her purse. So, so we could just kind of teetotal a little bit at halftime when, when, when UVA was out of it, but um, their, their, their successes kind of came after I left, but, um, but it, it, UVA is just near and dear to, to, to my heart. My 40th college reunion is next year. Oh boy. Not, and, and I, 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 no way, no way I'm missing that. So I'm, I'm definitely coming back for that one. I think it's, 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 it's my year. I guess the 79 class of which uh, Katie Couric, uh, what, what was, was, was a part of. So, so yeah, it's, it's our two. And there's one other class might, might, might be 79, 84, 89. I don't know. But, um, but uh, yeah, I, uh, it, it's, it's, it's great to go back and, uh, and, 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 and see, see my buddies at the time and, um, and see, uh, you know, see, see the lady friends that I had who uh, it, it's kind of it's kind of fun to to, to 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 call them by their maiden name, which is what they were when we were all in school. And um, yeah, I uh, I just love, love UVA. And what and, and maybe, maybe my greatest moment out here was when they won the natty. Oh, I, I was doing live shots in the Marina District from a from a from a watch party just filled with, I mean, the, the, the barrier UVA alumni chapter out here is strong and big. And so it was, the place was packed and I was dressed head to toe in UVA swag. And, um, and I remember doing a live shot going, you know, go, this is for Shamanad, you know, this is for <laughs> exercising all those demons. And, uh, that was, that, that was bad. What a night. What a was night. Was Shamanad your freshman year? Yeah. The Silver Sword Classic. Oh my God! Can I? I I, I can't believe that happened. Unbelievable! I can't, I can't believe UVA was the first team to lose to a 16 seed. Yeah, yeah. I had I had to, yeah I had to I had to go through the UMBC jokes too. Oh. By the way, UMBC that's one of the colleges that we covered when when I was working in Baltimore. Yeah, yeah. Uh, the the head coach that uh, led UMBC over UVA that night is actually VCU's head coach now. Is that right? Yeah. Fantastic. Yeah. Uh, were you and Ralph the same year? No, he was a year ahead of me. Okay. But he left early to to, to go to the NBA. He yeah. left. I was eighty four. He's eighty three. He left after his junior year. Yeah. Yeah. And he was he was national player of the year at least twice, right? Yeah. Yeah. He was. I mean, he was. Uh, we. <laughs> the NBA now has 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 Victor Wembanyama, yep. seven foot four. But Ralph, he was he was the original seven foot four guy, who was who was who was athletic, who, who could do it all. Yeah, it was weird that he was on the cover of Sports Illustrated playing in a high school basketball game because he's from Harrisonburg. Correct, and he's dribbling the ball behind his back at midcourt, and he's and everybody's like he's seven four. Yeah, I remember I had one class with him, and you couldn't sit in front of him because you know he needed he needed the leg room, and 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 while. And while we're trying to, you know, keep up with the teacher's assistant, you know, you know, and and, and asking questions, you can, know, you know, writing notes. Ralph had the notes. He's like, he's just following along. Yeah, okay, yeah, yeah. I see it right here. Yeah, but that's okay. You know, that's hey, hey, when, hey, when you're, hey, it's good to be the king. Uh, everybody has different ways of learning, I guess. That's right. That's right. <laughs> did you ever get a picture taken with him? No, no, never, no, never did. Maybe I, he, maybe I'll run into him when I'm. I, I know he. I know he's. He, he hangs around Charlottesville a lot for like the big thing. So, uh, you know, maybe one of these days I'll run into him, and I and I'll uh, I'll get on a step stool or a chair or something like that. So, and get a picture so, with him. Get a selfie with him. 
I'm 6'3", and I got a picture taken with uh, Manute Bowl when I was oh. uh, a sophomore or, se- or one year in high school, and I felt tiny, absolutely tiny. He's I did an interview with him he, when he was playing for the Washington Wizards. He had a Jeep, and, uh, and they had to rip out the front seat. So we just sat in the back seat to drive the Jeep. <laughs> he was all legs. Yeah. He was all legs. All right, let, let's, let's talk about the Niners. They, okay. They, uh, they looked amazing through the Dallas game. Yep. And then they started to get dinged up a little bit. Everybody was saying Purdy for NFL MVP. And then a couple weeks later, maybe not so much. Uh, what are your views on the season so far? And and then look ahead for the Niners. Uh, the Niners are a pretty good football team. I mean, they're five and two. I mean, they, they, you know, only the Eagles at six and one. And, you know, the Chiefs, they, you know, they got a better record. But it's, it's not how you start. It's how you finish. And I don't care who you are. There, there is going to be a time in the season where you are going to run through lulls. I, I, at the beginning of the year, I picked the Niners to win 13 games. So that means they're going to have four losses. And and of those four losses, there's bound to be one or two where the fan base is going to go, huh? Really? Well, that's what, that's what we saw. And for as bad as it was, the Vikings put up 22 points. And in the Cleveland game, we were like a, a, a missed kick from, from, from winning that game too. So, so that, so that's just, that's two bad days and they almost got away with it. And, 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 and now that we know that Brock Purdy was concussed after that quarterback sneak hit after that hit, his numbers were two for six, two interceptions. And so he started feeling the concussion type sy- symptoms on the plane. And so he's now, as we do this show, he's in, He's in concussion protocol, although I was in practice yesterday, and he looked great. And, and we, we they have they have eight periods for practice, and so we're there for like the first three periods before they go. Okay, you guys get out. And uh, so so in those first three periods, he looked fantastic. I mean, he was he was spinning it left, right, over the middle. It was like it was like the old Brock Purdy, and we're all looking at each other. Like, wow, concussion protocol, really? Yeah. So. It hasn't happened so far this year. No one has been concussed one week and cleared protocol and played the next. Hasn't happened yet. But Shanahan has said, you know what? If he's if 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 he gets cleared, he's starting on Sunday against the Cincinnati Bengals. I, I, here's, I think- here's, here, here's the thing. Here's the thing about Brock Purdy that people need to, need to understand, um, because you know, a lot of people are smarter than others. Okay. In the case of Purdy, he's like a computer chip that can process everything in less than two seconds. And that's and and and, and in the Shanahan style offense, which dictates being on time and being accurate, he's like the perfect guy, whether he's the very last pick in the draft or not. And so that's that's why he's starting, that's why he's had success. But everything has to be in concert, and they haven't been, especially defensively, in these last two losses. So hopefully. Sunday will be a get-right game for them. Not a must-win, but but it's a certainly certainly a win you want to have going. You you don't want to go to the bye week with three straight losses. Yeah, I, I think they're going to be in the mix, and and, and they're prop. It's going to be them in Philly when it comes down to it. Detroit has an outside chance of being in the mix uh, when it comes to Super Bowl time. Best uh, case scenario for them is is for them to run the table for the rest of the season. Maybe there might be two more losses along the way. But they've got to play the Eagles head to head. They're they're at the Eagles in early December. They win that one, and they come up with identical records. 
long story short, NFC Championship game could run through Santa Clara, which yeah. is the home of the 49ers. And the home that's of what Levi, they want. Levi, it's still Levi Stadium, right? Levi Stadium. Yep. Yeah. All right. So Purdy, you mentioned he was the last guy picked in the draft. How does every team miss on him? Because I, I get your Shanahan point. You got to be processed quickly. It's not got to be in concert. It's got to be quick. Uh, but there are plenty of other offenses that can benefit from how Purdy plays uh, and his skill level. How did all these teams miss on him? Because he because he started four years at Iowa State, right? Right, right. Which 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 he says helped them a lot. And it's just the intangibles, you know these 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 experts. You know they they want the six foot five rocket arm guy that can make all the throws that can that, that in, in in less than two seconds, three step drop, bam, and it's gone. And Purdy, I mean, he's just barely over six feet tall. You know, he looks like he looks like he looks like Chet from accounting when he's in, when he's in regular. Co- so he's not he's not like this physically like like imposing guy. Yet he's 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 athletic enough to be able to process and 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 run to his left, run to his right, and make and and, and make the right decisions. He's he's a great decision maker, and 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 that's why that's why he's QB one. Who's your favorite uh, 49er to talk to? Of all time? Or, or on this all current time, team? All time and current team. Uh, George Kittle's my favorite to talk to on the current team. He's just he, – he's just he, he, he approaches the game the right way. He plays with joy. He's, uh, he's, he's super competitive, but, uh, but, 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 but doesn't take himself so seriously that, that, that he feels like, you know, he's bigger than the rest of the game. He's a true team guy. When 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 somebody when somebody runs or 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 catches their first NFL touchdown, Kittle's the first. He's Kittle goes and gets the ball because he knows how important that ball is to that particular teammate. So he's a uh, he's a leader. He's a co-captain. He's uh, he's he's he, he's the he's the guy you want, and and certainly in a show like this because I mean, he can carry the show by himself. So so so. Uh, all time, woof! I'll go Ronnie Lott. All Ronnie Lott, Ronnie Lott could read the phone book, and I would just be mesmerized as, as he's as he's as he's emoting the words. He um, he he has command. He has wisdom. He's a natural leader. He's just uh, he's just a great great guy. And I and I and I and I feel lucky to 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 call him friend. Uh, if, if lots not available, I'll go Steve Young. Probably the most congenial guy you will ever meet. Yeah, that, that's the impression uh, they both give. Their public persona matches what you just said. Quick story about Steve Young. I'm doing a live shot for Monday Night Football at um, FedEx Field. In what, the, the, the Niners are at the, the Commanders. And there was a, there was a credentialing issue. But I had to do this live shot, so I ended up having to do it outside of the stadium. So I text Steve, who was going to be my my guest, because he was there on, on the Monday Night Football crew. And uh, I went, see, man, I, I, I'm, I'm waiting for my credential. Like, I, I, I'm, you know, I'm up in five minutes. He goes, oh, yeah, no problem. So Steve Young walks out of the stadium up to me and does a live shot with me. <laughs> How many guys would do that? You know? Not many. Yeah. Not many. Wow! Yeah, what a what a great guy. That's, that's yeah, an awesome. Story. And that, and now he, now he's coaching his daughters on the on 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 the high school flag football team. 
It's a pretty good coach to have. Yeah. Yeah. So you were in San Francisco when Steve won the Super Bowl. Yes. Yep. Yeah. It was my it was my first Super Bowl. What was that experience like? It was crazy. We I remember we we we, we flew in the Sunday before uh, because we had to do a half hour sports show from the team hotel. I remember uh, Ricky Waters snuck out of his room to come on to do the show with us. Then then the the the, the starting running back. So so he yeah he came out and um, and then that whole week was. It was like a blur. Monday Monday was Super Bowl media day. I had never been through that anything like that before. It was it was crazy. Both teams came in. They wrapped the old, old, old the dais and and there were there was media from all over the world. Mm. And uh and, and I'm like, "Wow, this is I mean, it was what an experience." And then, you know, Tuesday there were press conferences, practices, more Wednesday, Thursday, and then there were there were there were Super Bowl parties all over the and this was Miami. Now my Miami's a fun town to hang out with. Even if you're just, you know, going there for like a weekend. So imagine the Super Bowl being there, yeah. and so um, the game, the game hits, and um, it was just one of those nights. Steve Young, six touchdown passes in the game, MVP. Jerry Rice was great. It was just they they just destroyed the San Diego Chargers and uh, won the Lombardi Trophy. It was just it, it was something to behold. And 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 one thing that sticks out. Because at the time, I wanted to be in a position where I could kind of give back to my dad, who, who, who was a sports fan. So I was able to get him a ticket to the Super Bowl. That's so, awesome. so, so, so I, I as, as a son, I felt proud that I could do that for him. And, and, and in subsequent years, I was able to get him tickets to see, you know, the World Series, NBA, stuff like that. I, I, just, want, I just wanted to give back kind of as a thank you, Dad, for supporting me. And, and uh, that was... That 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 really that really stuck out. There's a few other stories from that that we can't share here on the air. But uh, but it, what what a what a week! And it all came. It, it, it all was just. It was it it was awesome. Then we had the Super Bowl parade three days later, in San Francisco, and that was wild. Yeah, Steve Young was essentially perfect in that game. Oh yeah, 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 and that's that pretty much solidified his Hall of Fame career. Yeah, He's got the I, gold I, jacket. Yeah, I, I think he, he, there was an argument to be made that he makes the Hall of Fame. He's a QB. He was a very good QB. He could run and throw. Uh, he was a tough guy. And and I think part of being in the Hall of Fame, if you're a nice guy, you probably have a better chance than if you're not a nice guy. Yeah, because you know who votes? It's this the football you know, football the, the, the committee the, the the football writers and and uh, you know Steve, I've I've never to I've I've never heard a cross word about Steve Young. Yeah. To this day, and no, uh, just just a great guy. I think he was voted Mr. Congeniality at his high school in Connecticut. <laughs> that sounds but right. He's, he's he's the great 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 grandson of Brigham Young. Yeah, I, I, I I'm now reminded of that. Yes, yeah, that's uh, he, he has every reason not to be a nice guy, right? He could be super conceited, but he's just sounds like he's just not that guy. No, he's not. No, he's not. His his, his wife Barbara is great. Is, uh, is 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 four kids got two boys, two girls. Isn't that funny? The the, the boys never play football, but the girls are playing flag football. <laughs> and it sounds like he's letting his kids find their own way too. Which is yeah, yeah, he is. He is great yeah, dad. Great, just just great person. That's awesome. Uh, you you mentioned Ronnie Lott. I I I can't go past the mention of Ronnie Lott without you telling me about the play. And you may not have been in San Francisco at the time, but where his pinky got caught up between helmets. Yeah, yeah. I, I wasn't here at the time. I was still in college. 
But uh, yeah, there was a play. His, his his finger got smashed. It was all mangled, and they and they just, they just cut it off. Just just cut off the tip. And he went back in. And he went back in. Tough guy, man. Tough oh, guy. I don't understand that level of tough, toughness. Yeah, I'd be, I, I'd be, jeez, uh, I'd, I'd be in the fetal position, writhing in pain. He, he never backed off of a hit, regardless no. of who was on the field. Now never. the sad, the, the sad thing is, all, pretty much all of his hits would be illegal now. Yeah, because yeah, the yeah. rules are in to protect the the, the, the defenseless receiver. But Ryan was one of those guys. I mean, he'd leave his feet and use his body as a as a battering ram. To, to, to knock missile. you down. He was a missile. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it's good to hear all those things you said about him. Uh, man, he, he'd be a treat to talk to. Uh, you're lucky. You're lucky you get to talk to all these guys, man. You absolutely. Really absolutely. And, 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 and I can't, I can't go much further in this conversation without talking about Willie Mays. Now, <laughs> Willie, Willie Mays, Willie Mays is the, he's the, he's, he's the chairman of the board of sports gods in this market over Joe Montana. Wow. And, the first time I met him, I, I I just gotten here. I was playing in a golf tournament. Oddly enough, the uh, a, a Joe Montana charity golf tournament, and had not met him, didn't know him. Anyway, I'm uh, I'm I'm trying to line up a shot in the fairway, and 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 I guess I was taking too much time. I was doing the Sergio Garcia kind of you know I, I line it up, line it up again, line it, take it forever to swing, and uh and so I hear this voice behind me, Hey Pee Wee, turn around. Hit the ball. <laughs> okay. A little rattled, but I, you know, I hit it and I got through it. Anyway, uh, I get to the end of my round. I find out that guy was Willie Mays. <laughs> and so uh, he finds me and he comes up and, and, and lo and behold, he had, uh, he, he had seen me on the air. He had watched me. He, uh, he, he knew me as Mr. Involvement. I mean, he, he, had, he had, it was just, and uh, he, he had a, he had an infectious cackling laugh. When he when 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 he was in a in a good mood, and so uh, I was in with Willie Mays. Willie Mays. I mean, come on. And so, uh, yeah, he knows my name, and he gives me a nickname, a Pee Wee. Oh my gosh. And so, uh, yeah, Willie's. Uh, if if I'm driving cross country and I have a minivan, uh, Willie would be. I'd have Willie in the front seat because he could tell everybody else to you know to shut up, and then he'd be loaded with stories as we drove cross country, you know, story after story. So. Um, yeah, Willie, May, Willie Mays is a sports god for the country. I'm trying to think of who else would I have in that van. Probably, probably in the row behind me, I'd have, I'd have Brandy Chastain, uh, because she would be kind of the, uh, she'd be, be kind of the, she'd be kind of the, uh, you know, kind of the mom of the van to make sure we got our snacks and all that kind of stuff. And then she, uh, she knows a thing or two about soccer as well. Uh, who else? Have I, uh, I'd have Wayne Gretzky in there. Okay. Uh, he's another guy. He's he's another guy I interviewed who's. Who, who who just as revered as he is, he was one of those guys when he was playing. The the, the sport was bigger than him, Wayne Gretzky. So uh, so I'd, I'd have him in there. I'd have uh, Ronnie would be in there. Um, I'd have uh, uh, who else would I have in there? Uh, uh, I was gonna say Curry, but no, Curry be kind of quiet. Curry Curry, Curry would kind of. Craig kind of he kind of chime in on top of a story that's already being told, so 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 yeah you, you gotta you gotta have somebody that, that that'll bring that'll bring the story story after story, but um maybe Chris Mullen of Chris Mullen in there, I, I've just I, I've i I'm so blessed that I've been able to interview and know all these all these athletes just just 
super, super athletes. Uh, Vern, I don't uh, know whether to pivot towards some of your Mr. Involvement episodes or to pivot to the Warriors. Let's go Mr. Involvement. Tell me your, your three favorite stories, and I hope one of them includes the Chris Mullen uh, shooting um, competition. Everybody brings up every brings up the story of the, the, the Jeff Albrick, okay, that, that, that we talked about before. A lot of people bring that up. A lot of people bring up the bungee jumping story. Uh, at the time, bungee jumping was huge. I mean, who, <laughs> yeah, jump off a perfectly good bridge. Yeah, go ahead. I'm like, what? And so uh, – uh, I, 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 I did that. They, 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 they had to count me down like six times before I actually let go of the bridge. But once you let go of the bridge, it's like, ah, you're, you're gone. Um, and uh, the first college football story I did, uh, I was I was a running back for, for, for the Cal football team. And I was still in pretty good shape at the time. And um, so they put the ball on the 10. They gave me three. I was on scout offense against uh, Cal's number one defense. Reagan Upshaw was the was the captain of the defense at the time, and um, and they gave me a uh, they gave me a handoff up the middle. They gave me a, a swing pass left and a and, and a swing pass right, and I just got blasted. <laughs> and the coach at the time got, uh, um, comes over and goes, uh, "Welcome to the world of the Pac-10." It was the Pac-10 then, <laughs> but um, yeah, those. Those always those those always stand out. When 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 people come up to me, they 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 bring they bring those things up. But I've done so many. Yeah. So you said Pac ten. They were the Pac twelve. Then it seemed like they were Pac eighteen, and now they're the Pac what? Pac Pac two. That's does did you cover any of that, or do you not get into college conference stuff like that? Because no, we know we, we 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 covered it as 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 the drama was unfolding. Yeah, yeah, we yeah we covered it. It's. It's 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 sad, but the PS for me, being a UVA grad, I finally get the benefit of seeing ACC teams come out to the Bay Area to play Cal and Stanford. Yeah, so I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm I'm very excited about that because in my thirty almost thirty four years here, I probably have seen the Who's out here in person twice, and it was and, and both of them were basketball games. Yeah, uh, the who's coming out to that part of the world is going to be awesome for you, right? Oh, oh, I can't, I can't wait. I, I, there's, there's a, there's a, there's a beat writer for the 49ers, a guy by the name of Matt Barrows, who was class of '95. I think he and Lisa Stark were in the same graduating class. But, uh, but uh, yeah, we talk about it all the time. But hey, man, we're getting the who's out here, and you're getting the heels and the Blue Devils and all of it. That's fine. Bring it on. Yep. Yeah, I love it. All right, let, let's talk about the Warriors. Okay. Are they going to uh compete for the championship? I absolutely think so. Once they fig- once once they once they get Draymond Green back in the lineup and they're able to figure out the the, the substitution packages, the rotations, uh I think they're going to be just fine. It was exciting to see uh the opener the other night. Uh it was it was it was not it was exciting to see the grit that this team has because they were down 15 at the half. And then they had a, a, a 40 to 19 third quarter. They got him back in the game. I think, think Chris Paul is going to be exciting. I know it was a salary dump by the Washington Wizards to kind of get him out here, but, uh, but, but he has been nothing but sen- sensational as a leader, as a guy that doesn't turn the ball over as a guy that takes choice shots at the right time and will, will set up the rest of his teammates. He's, but he, he, he's been great. And he's a smart player too. 
hey man, his shirt's untucked. That's a violation. <laughs> I mean, he, I mean, he, he he knows the refs say he knows more about the rules than we do. So, so I, I think that's going to be great. Curry's going to be Curry. Uh, Clay Thompson, I know, I know a contract's kind of weighing on the back of his mind, but uh, but he'll he's professional enough where he will he will be fine. The Warriors, sure, uh, they're going to be small, and 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 we saw that the other night when they played the San Antonio Spurs, but. Uh, but but I think their I think their defense is better than it was last year, and I think they're going to be quicker, and 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 so long as hey, so long as they can shoot and have wide open looks, I think the Warriors are going to be fine. Who's their competition out west? Uh, Phoenix, L.A. All of them. I mean, the Western Conference is strong. Everybody says, okay, the road's going to go through Denver. Who are the reigning NBA champs? Sure, why not? Got to give them their give them the prop. But uh, Phoenix is going to be good. Um, the Lakers are going to be good. So, I mean, I, I, it, it might be one of those things where the, the Western Conference kind of kind of cannibalizes each other, like 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 a lot of you know, other conferences do. And um, if if last year the Warriors, they, they, they won 44 regular season games and got in there and they were able to get through the first round beating the Sacramento Kings. Oddly enough, as we speak, their opponent tonight in Sacramento. But um. I, I, I think I I I think realistically if they can get hey I, I think I think close to 50 wins I think is the number. If they, if they can win 50, 50, 53 games, I think they'll be right in the mix. Is is Chris Paul will the, the combination of Paul Curry and Thompson be on the court at the same time a lot, you think? Yeah, I think you'll see it a lot. I, I we, we we saw it a lot a few nights ago. When they when they played their last regular season game and then and then the and then the 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 home opener the season opener we saw it um, there was there there was some there, there were some instances where they were fouling a lot and so they couldn't get any flow until the third when they stopped fouling they were fine so they just you know it's 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 the first game of eighty two man so well you know. Um, you just got to roll the ball out and, and 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 get after it and try and try and get in position. And this is a this, this is a weird this is a weird season. There's 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 an in season tournament happening at the at the end of November. Really? So it, it, it's 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 one of those rules that they put in to kind of to kind of um, take the the, the the load management thing out of the out of the equation. So. We'll see how it all works out, man. I'm just I'm just I'm just lucky enough to kind of be around it. I imagine you have opinions about other NBA teams. I'm going to bring you to the Eastern Conference. The, the The city is actually in the middle, northern middle part of the country. My favorite team is the Milwaukee Bucks. And oh. I, won't, I won't bore you with why the Milwaukee Bucks. Did you watch the game last night? I did. I did. Dame Dollar, another another oh Bay God. Area product. Uh, Damian Lillard, he, he's an Oakland kid. And uh, in fact, in fact, when he went, when he went for his tryout with the Warriors, his, his, his workout for the Warriors pre-draft, he walked to the Warriors facility from his house. Wow. He was that close wow. at Oakland. So uh, uh, Damon Lillard is, uh, he, he's, he's just a dynamite guy. And if I'm, if I'm uh, Giannis Antetokounmpo, I, I'm, I'm, I'm like, boy, thanks for giving me him. Cause now, cause now I don't, I don't have to do it all day in and day out and I'll, and I'll still get my touches. Their pick and roll, their inside out thing. They, they, it was game one for them. They look yeah. amazing. Yeah, against yeah. a good, I, good Philly team. One of my one, one of my buddies is a sportscaster in Milwaukee, and she says that uh, um, 
that Damian Lillard has just has just taken a franchise that's that, that's already on the rise and just has has has, has shot it even further. And and they're fun John's, to watch. Oh, it's great to watch. John has signed, uh, just extended another three years too. Is that right? Great. Yeah. Fabulous. And if you watch that game, my son is a Bucks fan because of me. When we were watching the Dame Lillard drive to the basket and make a layup look really, really uh, easy and amazing all at the same time, I looked at my son. I'm like, "We Milwaukee's never had a guy that can play like that." Never. Yeah, a guy, a guy, especially with time running down, he can create his own shot. Yeah, and Ooh. hit it. Yeah, I, I think you know what uh, I want. This will never happen. What I've I've always wanted a. A, a Milwaukee Bucks Lou Alcindor jersey. Can't find him. <laughs> Why I don't not? Think, I, I, I don't. I don't think they can legally make him with Alcindor on the back. Because because Kareem wouldn't let it happen. I, I I'm 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 sure. Yeah, I'm sure you got a hand in. I'm sure I'm sure it's a whole copyright trademark. That, that there's, there's some there's some reason why you can't. Uh, you you just can't get him. You'd have to go through seven lawyers just to even begin a serious. I get yeah yeah. Yeah. Wow. Uh, hey, how about this, Vern? And, and I know we uh, just got acquainted with each other recently. But if Golden State and Milwaukee are in the finals, can you hook me up with two tickets out there? I'm, I'm I, totally wish, I, I, I wish I could, man. I, I, I really wish I could. I mean, you're going to have to you're going to you're, you're, you're going to have to go StubHub, man. I, 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 I can't help you. I mean, I, I, I don't even have tickets. All, all I'll get is like a credential that'll yeah, like yeah. get me in the door and get me some some access to kind of, kind of do my job. But, uh, uh, I wish man, I, I, I I'm, I'm sorry. Speaking no, no, of that, no, spe- speaking, speaking of that, another great memory talking about the NBA when the Warriors beat the Celtics to win the NBA title, uh, going to center court and getting my picture taken on the leprechaun <laughs> at center court. That was great. That's That's, a cool That's that a was, that, that, that was awesome. Yeah. And by the way, I was totally kidding about the tickets, even though in the back of my mind, I was like, it would save me probably $4,000. Right. Those, those you, tickets. You, 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 know, you know, center of the universe, you, you can apply for credentials. <laughs> what's, the, what's the worst that can happen? I mean, they can say, well, no. That's a great point. Yeah. That's a really good point. Oh, that's awesome. All You're right, one uh, of us? Sure. <laughs> yeah. I, I, I'm a journalist. Not really. <laughs> not, not really. Uh, all right. So, Oh, speaking of that, speaking of that, yeah, yeah. How about the head coach of the Utah Jazz? Yeah, another St. Chris grad. What in the world? I, 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 when that happened, I'm like, what? Really? Wow, that doesn't happen. But it's yeah. happened. Have you met him? I've, 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 I've not, I've not met him to talk like, uh, like Saints talk of that, you know, that kind of association game because he's, he's when, when he was, when he was assisted with the Celtics on that team that lost the, the NBA title. Um, there was just, there was just no time to pull him aside and yeah it's tough but it, it's really cool to have have a saint in a position like that absolutely yeah, and Utah comes to the Bay Area at least a couple times right yeah yeah I mean they're you know they're in the Western Conference so we'll so we'll we'll see them a small handful of times so right, right. so so I I I don't have the schedule in front of me but I but I'll I'll look up to find out when they're coming to Chase Center and uh, and just try and try and get with them then. Who were your favorite pro teams growing up? Um, anything Baltimore, just from my dad. The Colts, the Orioles, um, the, uh, the the Bullets. Um, the, that the, it, 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 I, my my dad grew up there. 
all my cousins were there. And so we were, we were always visit there. And so it just, just, just from, just from being around it, you just, you just naturally adopt that team. And are they still your favorite team? Well, Baltimore's in Indianapolis now, so yeah, Baltimore's Indianapolis. So I, yeah, it's I, I've had the worst luck. I, uh, I when 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 Baltimore uh, left in the middle of the night for Indianapolis, I was like, ah, oh, geez, they're they're gone. Let, let let me try and follow Bum Phillips and the Houston Oilers, and they left. <laughs> so I, I I don't I don't really have a team, and uh, so but but I was I was happy that the Orioles. Uh, we're on the rise again, and uh, yeah. But uh, it just goes to tell you, in in this kind of game, what does a hundred wins get you? I mean, it gets you an invite to postseason, but you still got to perform. You still got to shine. It's a crapshoot. By the time you get to the postseason, just ask the Arizona Diamondbacks. Yeah, well, and it, I was so happy they won a hundred games. They won the division, uh, and then they get swept in the playoffs. It's yeah, it's awful. It's weird. It's weird. <laughs> And growing up in Richmond, uh, the Senators were not around when I was coming up. They were in Mont- Montreal, and the nearest team to the south south was the Braves. To the west, you had to get to like St. Louis or Kansas City. Right. Um, yeah. When I was growing up, the the the, the Richmond Braves were, were 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 the AAA affiliate of the Atlanta Braves. And uh, my my first my first ever baseball game, nineteen sixty nine. Uh, I went to a Senators game at RFK Stadium. They were playing the Senators were playing the Twins, uh, and uh, Ted Williams was the manager of, of of the Washington Senators. Wow! But but it was so that that stadium was so empty, and we were sitting out in center field. You could you could hear the the reverberation, the sound of of, of a ball popping the mitt of the catcher. Wow. Uh, was, what was your first pro football game in person as a kid? Did you go go see any games as a kid? Pro football game? Um, I went to a Washington Redskins game as a fan in in, in the mid nineteen eighties, um, and uh, and 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 RFK Stadium, and it, it it was rocking. I mean, it was it when when it was going, the whole stadium would shake. Um, so yeah, that that was my. I forget who they were playing, but uh, but that was my. Yeah, my first pro football game was the Redskins. Uh, my first Major League Baseball game was 1987 when I started working in Baltimore. Mm. Yeah, my first pro sports game period, I, I, I was lucky because uh, I had cousins in Baltimore and we were going to go see the Colts play the Jets and, and Namath was the quarterback. And it was in Old Memorial Stadium. And uh, – we we have nosebleed. I, I didn't know where the ball was, the mm-hmm. game, but I, I I've been to a Joe Namath Jets game, which I thought was still my cool first NBA game was uh, was oddly enough uh, through uh, Mr. Boney. Remember Mr. Boney at St. Chris? Oh yeah, history teacher. Well, oh, he yeah. was he was he was a uh, he was he was like a season ticket holder to the uh, uh, the Washington Bullets, and that's so how, uh, that's how I got my picture with Manute Bolt. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So he would yeah he. You know, we take some kids up to a game, and I, and I was lucky enough to go with them once. Yeah, he was the unofficial photographer for the Bullets when, when I went up there a couple times. Yeah, did you go back to the locker room? Did I go back to the? Lo- I'm not sure if I went in the locker room, but I think it was it, it was it was outside of the locker room. I think that's where I met Wes Unsold. Okay. Oh man, Wes Unsold's the best Bullet of all time. And then 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 later on, when I, when I, when I worked in Baltimore, um. We were we were covering something having to do with uh, the, the, the Washington Bullets at the time, 
and uh, and and he was so tall, I ended up having to stand in a chair. And so I'm talking to him. We're, we're on the air. And he goes, "Why are you standing in a chair?" And the camera like tilted down. So yeah, we're standing in a chair. That's... Oh man, him and Hulk Hogan. Those are those those are guys I vividly remember having to stand in a chair just to talk to him. How how tall is Hogan? Hulk Hogan six seven. He's a big dude. Yeah, big man. My gosh. All right. So let's uh, let's close here with you talking about your family. Sure. Hit me. My, 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 you, my, my folks, uh, folks or kids. Oh, my, fa- oh, well, I have, I have three knuckleheads, <laughs> three boys. Um, they're all, uh, yeah, two, I have two college graduates. Uh, we, we have swimmers in my family. So my oldest one, uh, went to college to swim, uh, down in Orange County, uh, a school called uh, Redlands. And, um, he now is living in the city, you know, Web design, all this kind of. He, he's he's like in his own world. He's yeah, he's doing well. My middle one graduated from USC. He wanted the whole USC Trojan experience, and so he is now studying for the LSATs that will take uh, in November. And my youngest one is a uh, swimmer at uh, Cal Poly San Luis Obispo. He just joined Sigma Nu. Okay. He's a frat boy now. <laughs> so uh, so he's uh, yeah, we 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 love going down to San Luis Obispo to visit him. And, uh, and he's having a good time down there, but he sees the, uh, he's, he's such a brainiac He's this computer science guy. So, so we, uh, we, we support him in every way we can. Yeah. My, my wife, Nicole, she is the commander in chief of the whole Glenn operation, the West coast Glens, that's what we like to call them. Uh, and, uh, so she's, uh, she, she kind of holds it all together. And so, yeah, that's, uh, that's the, that's, that's the West coast Glen kind of base and then as i mentioned before my folks are, are, are still back in richmond they live uh right near willow oaks country club and then my sister is sister jewel who went to st Catharines and and uva she's uh she's 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 in the west end off of grove avenue the the swimming thing was that, that a thing for you and your sister growing up um uh my sister swam uh my mother and i we sink to the bottom my dad swam in college Oh, um, okay. uh, but, but, but out here, my, my wife, my, my, my wife wanted her kids to be kind of water safe. And so, uh, so she got him swim lessons and my oldest Zach, he was just like a natural breaststroker. They just put him in. He just does the, does the frog kick. And um, so we kind of grew up and took to that, although he played all the other sports, but he gravi- gravitated towards swimming. Same as my youngest. My middle one, was uh was was baseball basketball still plays pickup games with his buddies so yeah it's uh it was it was it was an athletic family an athletic house a lot of laundry a lot of cleats a lot of swimwear a lot so, of fun. yeah and a lot of fun yeah it's uh it's funny your oldest son's name is uh zach my my only son of three kids and he's the oldest is also zach is it is it ch or ck well, Vern, there's only one proper way to spell it, and that's with an H. <laughs> <laughs> all right, all right. We go CK here in the in, in, in the in, in the Glen House. Although uh, formally it is Zachary. Yeah. Yeah, the, yeah the we went biblical. Zachary, Nicholas, Jacob. There you go. Yeah, I, I joke about the H thing. Uh about 50% spell it with a K, the other 50 with an H. I think. Right, right. Yeah. Yeah, good times. Well, Vern, you've been awesome to do this. I really appreciate it. You could have very easily said no, 
Uh, so I really appreciate you doing this. And it's great to get to know you because you're living a, a pretty lucky, awesome life, man. I am living the dream, man. I am. I am. So, hey, just uh, hey, have me back. Uh, in, in, anything big or whatever, I'm, 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 I'm ready and able to just jump on. Well, uh, when you come into town or go to Charlottesville, let me know. Yeah, I'll give I'll give you the heads up. That'll be I think uh, end of end of next May I think end of I think May thirty first through June second I believe okay. is our reunions weekend. I so, love it. So I, I'll I'll give you the heads up for that. Cool. If hey, not before, I love it. Thank you for listening. If you enjoy this episode, please subscribe to wherever you listen to podcasts. We'd also really appreciate if you'd rate and review us. You can find us at scodopodcast.com.